The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase and I am so glad to have you with me today. Today I have a guest and I am so excited about this guest. We will be talking about the intuitive dance. So that may seem like a bit of a mystery, but before I get into that, I'd like to let everybody know you can connect with me on my Facebook page, The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, TheHealingWhisper.com. I'd also like to encourage everyone to head on over to VoiceAmerica.tv, where I've got two little video shows going on there. One is about gardening and not just gardening, but gardening mindfully. And the other is about the healing codes where I am posting regularly guided healing codes sessions for you to follow along with and begin your healing adventure. Also, Before we get started, I'd like everybody to know that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today, Atherton Drenth. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. Welcome to the show, Atherton. I am just thrilled to have you with me today. Thank you, Marianne. It's an honor. Thank you for asking me onto the show. Well, I, you know, after I got a chance to read your book and actually scan through it, and now I'm reading it in detail, I was just blown away by the benefits of the book. But before we get into that, let me tell our audience a little bit about you. Atherton is the author of The Intuitive Dance, Building, Protecting, and Clearing Your Energy. And the other book is Following Body Wisdom. She is also contributing author to the Amazon best-selling book, 365 Moments of Grace. Atherton has been featured on several radio shows, is a guest blogger at Ask Dr. Nandy, and is a regular contributing editor for the Paradigm Pages newsletter. 
Atherton also appears in the documentary Voyage to Betterment as one of the 12 experts along with other internationally renowned physicians, researchers, and pioneers in the field of consciousness research and spirituality. Atherton is a clairvoyant, medical intuitive, and holistic energy practitioner facilitating transformational healing for her clients. She has been extensively trained and certified as a medical intuitive and holistic energy practitioner. She's been in private practice for over 16 years and has conducted over 35,000 healing balances on clients from around the world. She's also a compassionate teacher committed to helping others develop their full intuitive potential through yearly workshops. She is in private practice in Guelph, Ontario. And pardon me, Atherton, if I didn't pronounce that town correctly. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. It's pronounced Guelph. Guelph, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a French uh, name or uh, Native American name? I believe it's Scottish in origin. Oh, well, there, yeah. there you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fully in the uh, British Isles. So let's talk about your book. I was just thrilled when I started reading the book, scanning through it originally, and then reading it in details, uh, because it really has given me a focal point to, to really begin to learn to hone down these intuitive things that we all have. So tell us briefly mm-hmm. a little bit more about what the book is about. Well, I'm so glad uh, you brought that up, that uh, you know, reading the book has helped you to understand how to empower your intuition so that you can use it to manage the ego, which was really the point of writing the book because my clients were finding so much benefit from doing that as well and I was constantly being encouraged to write a book for the general public to do that. So the intuitive dance teaches the reader how to uh, get in touch with their intuition so that they can manage their ego and the, the number one benefit from doing that is that it helps you to dial down the stress and anxiety in your life because we are so controlled by our egos, which so many of us refer to as our inner crazy voice. And what it does is it takes us away from that deep inner wisdom that our intuition can show us. And I always say that being in touch with our intuition becomes the bridge between the ego, the, the craziness, and our soul-wise self. Now, now, when you say ego... The, mm-hmm. the crazy voice, I think we're really all very familiar with that crazy voice. Mm-hmm. And that I have heard the ego, you know, separated from the spiritual voice versus the soul voice. Now, have you ever really approached it in that way? Well, you know, in the beginning, uh, I always found my ego to be... Um, something that I needed to learn how to control or destroy. And after a while, I started 
to learn that my ego was a part of who I was and I needed my ego. And the turning point for me came when I realized and was shown in meditation that my ego wasn't in charge and it didn't need to be in charge. It was an important part of who I was. But I am a soul having a human experience and my ego is part of that human experience. So if I can pay attention to my intuition and allow that wise inner voice help to guide the ego, which really is just a very frightened little child when you get right down to it, then Uh life can be more fulfilling. And that's what I started to practice, and that's what I started to teach my clients. And we had tremendous success with that. So now, you're, you're saying that the intuition is to guide the ego. Now, is the intuition there to protect us, or is it the ego that is there to protect us, like in that fight-or-flight response? Uh-huh. Well, that's an interesting way of putting it because we believe that our egos are here to protect us and in a sense that they, they are. But our egos um, are fed by fear and they, li- they live in fear. And what we don't understand is that there are two different types of fear. There is legitimate fear, there, which is the fight or flight. You know, if you're in danger, if you're walking uh, in, the, in the bush and a bear charges you, then you're going to run. You're not going to try to get in touch with your intuition and try to talk down the bear. <laughs> if you are crossing the street and you've waited too long and there's a bus coming down the street, your fight or flight is going to kick in and you're going to run. So we, we need that and we need to understand that there is a legitimate part to fear. Okay. The other part of fear is what I call manufactured fear. And that is the what, the what if scenarios. It's the guilt, it's the fear, it's the um, beliefs that we think are the truth, but they're really the lie. And that's where we get ourselves tied up into stress and anxiety. And that's when intuition can can be brought in and we can start to ask the question, is that really true? Are you really sure? (laughs) Well, and now, now we have developed those, what I have always called beliefs Uh that are really untrue mm-hmm. and and those beliefs that our ego is telling us this is how you stay safe but you're saying that our intuition can actually retrain those beliefs yes because it can get into is that belief really the truth so are you a bad person is that really true do you always say the wrong thing is that really true does that okay. make sense? That makes absolute sense. So um, how does a person get in touch with the intuition and get that ego put on the back burner? Well, first they have to um, realize that they already are intuitive. Everybody is born with this. It's in an innate, natural gift that we've been given because we've all been gifted with free will, and that's God's greatest gift to us. And when we have free will, we have choice. So we can choose between fear or we can choose between uh, with love. And the ego, which is often fear-based, keeps us away from love, which is intuitive, soul-based. So the first thing you do is you find out what kind of an intuitive you are. And there's four different types of intuition. Everybody has all four, but one will be more dominant than the other. So the four different types are clairvoyant, which is clear-seeing. The next is claircognizant, 
which is just knowingness. There's clear audience, which is clear hearing. That's the one you never bring up with the doctor. <laughs> you know, I hear voices. And then the last yeah. <laughs> is, is clairsentience, which is clear feeling. And that's feeling everybody's emotions or physical pain. Once you figure out what your dominant type is, then you can hone in on that, develop that, get comfortable with it. You know, it's like trying on a new pair of shoes. Once they, uh, you break them in, they become your favorite pair of shoes. Then the other intuitive uh, aspects start to come in and you, you figure out how to play with it. So for me, I mean, I always knew that I had it. I used to call it it when I was a kid. And my parents recognized it and encouraged it. And it wasn't until I was uh, an adult and a mother that I found out that it was called intuition, which was lovely. Um, and I used it at work all the time. Uh, my uh, coworkers and my bosses found it a, a little unnerving and a little, um, um, they didn't care for it too much. I used to have a <laughs> boss tell me, whatever, whatever you're doing, can you just dial it back a little bit? And I never understood that. <laughs> so I had started out wanting to see auras and I had grown up believing that um, you, you had to be born with the gift to see auras and then I read a book that said no you can teach yourself how to see an aura and I tried to do that and it didn't work and it wasn't until I started to uh, train in the healing arts that I found out that there were these four different types of intuition and that I'd actually been seeing auras all the time because I'm a clairvoyant which is clear seeing so I can see, see things in my mind's eye and that really throws people off because they think that clear seeing means that you are seeing with your physical eyes for example mm-hmm. and, and I had the same problem but when I realized that I was a clairvoyant, which meant clear seeing through my mind's eye, and I was able to shift my focus intuitively, then everything in my life started to make more sense. And when I started to honor it and pay attention to it and listen to it, I found that the stress and anxiety in my life started to come down. Because if somebody was, uh, if I was working with somebody and they were really upset, and I couldn't understand why, but if I went up into my mind's eye and read the situation from there, it's like, oh, they're not mad at me. There's something going on in their private life, and the project is just interfering with it. So let's get those two things teased apart so that we can have clarity and get everybody calmed down and deal with the issue because you've got a, you've got a problem at home. It doesn't belong in the project, and everybody else in the project doesn't need to be responding to whatever your problem is at home. Right. Yeah. That's that's something that quite frequently happens in the workplace. They a, a person comes in very upset for whatever reason mm-hmm. and they're literally literally broadcasting that upset which brings everybody into that same energy mm-hmm. and um so what you're saying is if a manager or a leader in the workplace begins to learn how to work with this intuition, they can actually help the environment of their workplace. Is, is that so? Yes, yes, definitely. Wow. Because it teases, it, it reduces the stress and anxiety because if a person has got a personal issue going, going on at home and they bring it into the workplace but they're not talking about it, they start taking it out on everybody and then everybody starts reacting to that and things get very muddy very quickly, mm. energetically and emotionally, when really what it is, you know, I've, I've had an argument with my kid at home and I don't know how to deal with it, so I'm just going to park that 
and I'm just going to realize that um, I can't bleed that out into my environment. I'll deal with it when I get home, and I still have a job to do here. Right. And and the other thing that's difficult, if you're working with somebody that's highly empathic, they not only pick up that negative energy, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but they also think they caused it. <laughs> yes, and, it, and clairsentience, and women uh, evidently and children are predominantly clairsentient. And clairsentient means um, that they feel other people's emotions, and they can do it two different ways. They can either feel it through body clues, which means that, so for example, I was at work one day, and I was having lunch with a colleague, and all of a sudden my tooth started to hurt. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to go to the dentist. I hope I don't need a filling. And then my friend looked at me, and she said, are you all right? And I said, no, I suddenly got a toothache. And she said, oh, isn't that funny? She said, I just had a root, root canal this morning, and my tooth hurts. And it turned out that the tooth that she had a root canal on was the tooth that I felt was hurting in my mouth. And when I went, oh, this isn't mine, the pain went away. So that's what is a classic example of how a clairsentient will get a body clue. The other thing is is that they will pick up on other people's emotions. And we call them um, little human Velcros because they pick up everybody's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the problem for clairsentients is that when they feel anything, especially from other people, they think they've either caused it, created it, or they need to fix it. And what they need to realize is that they've always got to be checking in with themselves and asking, is this mine or somebody else's? Because if it isn't theirs, they didn't cause it, they didn't create it, and they're not supposed to fix it. You can disconnect. All of these intuitive abilities, whether you're a clairvoyant, a claircognizant, a clairaudient, or a clairsentient, is a gift. And it's important, in my mind, to learn how to use it so that you can make your life more loving and peaceful and harmonious, which makes you a much easier person to live with. And for clairsentients especially, it's important they start to tease out what really belongs to them and what doesn't, because then it would help them. I mean, they're incredibly empathic. And, and compassionate and sensitive. I mean, they're, they're kitty and pet magnets. And, and they're the, <laughs> everybody's best friend. And you just love them to death because they always know the right thing to say or do. But they end up getting overwhelmed because they don't know how to tease out what belongs to them and what doesn't. And right. the only way a clairsentient can bring themselves back into balance is to isolate themselves and blow, or, and blow up or have a good cry. Right. Well, Atherton, let's get into that in a little more detail after the break. So folks, don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. 
Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is Atherton Drenth, who is a medical intuitive, among several other things. Her recent books, book, The Intuitive Dance, Building and Protecting and Clearing Your Energy, is uh, really what we are discussing today. And in the book, Atherton, you have a little section on intuitive ethics and what we were speaking about just before the break was how a, a clairsentient can really protect themselves from getting a little crazy because of everything they are picking up which mm-hmm. is a little bit about the ethics of intuition tell us about that sure so the intelli- intuitive ethics are a way to stay intuitively aware and still respect another person's privacy. It helps you to create a loving boundary and honor the other person's free will and their choices. It's also a very effective tool to help reduce stress and anxiety that you're feeling in your life. So there are six principles, and I'll tell you what they are, and then we'll go into each one individually. Okay. They are just because you know doesn't mean you do. Wait to be asked. Only do as asked. If you are not asked but want to help, send love silently and hand it over to God. Always ask, is this mine or does it belong to someone else? And then the last one is to be honest. So the first one, just because you know doesn't mean you do. What that means is just because you can sense, feel, or think how you know how to fix a person's problem doesn't give you permission to bring it up or discuss it. All you can do is stay present and be aware. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm sensing. This is what I'm hearing. If the person brings it up, then you can say, are you asking me for advice or do you just need me to listen? So if you are with a friend and you can sense or feel that they're very upset and they're talking to you about being upset, rather than jumping in and giving them advice, I would ask, So are you asking me for advice or do you just need me to listen? And I'm surprised at how 80% of the time that person's response will always be, no, I just need somebody to hear me out. So then you can't say anything. You cannot interfere. Okay? The next one is wait to be asked. If the person asks me for advice, 
then what I will do is I will give them the benefit of my opinion, but then I will give them choices. Well, in my opinion, you could do A, B, or C. What do you choose? Always hand it back. Honor their free will, honor choice. Only do as asked. You know, if, if they're presenting you with three different problems and you've asked them, are you asking me for advice? And they say yes. Asking me for advice about what? And they only bring up one of the three problems. Then you can only deal with that one problem. You can't pull uh-huh. the other two in. And again, you're always offering them choices. Don't solve the problem for them. Give them tools and let them decide how to use them. I always say that advice is to be taken under advisement. And that means that you have to let them decide what's best for them. And if they choose not to do it, leave it alone. Honor it. It's not for you to decide. If you're not asked, but you want to help, you can see your friend is suffering. She isn't asking for help. You're dying inside because you you know you've got 15 different solutions to her problem. She (laughs) doesn't want your advice. She just wants you to listen. Then you've got to learn how to bite your tongue. And just and what I do is I just repeat over and over again, I love you, I love you, I love you. Always ask, is this mine or someone else's? So if I am feeling anything, if I suddenly get a headache or my shoulder hurts or I get a backache, I'm always going to ask myself, is this mine or somebody else's? 95% of the time I'm going to find out it doesn't belong to me. I'm picking up on the other person's energy. So then I just let it go if it's not mine. If it is mine, then I'm going to deal with it, Okay. And always be honest. You know, I think that, um, especially as parents, we do this to our children all the time. Our children are highly intuitive. I remember uh, my husband and I were having a particularly heated discussion very early one morning. We were keeping our voices down because we didn't want to wake the children. The next thing I know, my three-year-old is standing standing there, and he's tugging on my housecoat, and he goes, Mom, are you and Daddy having an argument? And I looked at him, and, I, and part of me wanted to say, no, no, it's fine, don't worry, dear. But I knew that that was a lie, because this kid intuitively knew there was a lot of tension in the house. And I looked at him, and I said, you know what, you're right. Mommy and Daddy are not happy with each other. We are having an argument. It's not your problem. You don't need to do anything. Thank you very much. Why don't you go and play? And he just tottered off, and he was great. And I don't think we do that with our children enough. You know, our children will say, Mommy, is everything okay? Oh, everything's fine. Meanwhile, you and your husband have been arguing for months, and you're talking about getting a divorce. And they kid themselves in thinking that children aren't picking something up terribly wrong. Right, And if you yeah. deny it, the child thinks, oh, well, it must be me. I've done something wrong. And I'm dealing with those children as adults all the time. You know, Mommy and Daddy were always fighting. I always thought it was my fault. I thought it was a bad girl. I thought if I just do this, then I'll be okay. they'll be okay, and it wasn't, so it's my fault they got a divorce. Instead of the parents saying, you know what, we're just not getting along. It has nothing to do with you. We both love you, and this is not your problem to fix. So that's why I think honesty is so critical as an intuitive. Because the other thing that happens is that as you start to open up your, to your intuitive abilities, you're looking for proof. You know, are you really upset? 99% of the time that person's going to say, no, I'm fine. Yeah, My right. husband loves that word. He said, no, nothing is fine in this household. If you're saying fine, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> but we do that to our friends all the time instead of being honest. And then what it does is it, it, it's crazy making. Well, you feel upset to me, but when I ask you, you say you're fine. Well, now that feels like a lie. So am I making this all up? Did I cause this? Did I create this? Are you angry with me? And see how the ego 
starts to go down that little rabbit hole. Right. When when it's so much easier just to say, you know what, I'm really upset. I really don't want to talk about it right now, but thank you so much for asking. Love you. Let's change the topic. And being okay with that. Right. Yeah. And and the the main part of the intuitive ethics that has assisted me a great deal is number five. Mm-hmm. Ask, is this mine or does it belong to somebody else? Mm-hmm. And in in just the short time that I have learned that particular technique, it has made an amazing difference in just my daily walk. Is this mm-hmm. mine or does it belong to somebody else? And if it belongs to somebody else, it is so easy just to shake it off and move on for yeah. me. Yeah. And um, which brings up the little next subject about protecting yourself and your energy. Why is it so important to protect your energy? Well, it's important to protect yourself so that you are much more clear about what is yours and what doesn't belong to you. The other reason is is that there are people out there who need to attach to your energy field. So we call those energy tyrants. And Mm. The more aware and more sensitive you are, you start to become aware of the people in your life who are uh, toxic, and they just need to connect to you. And when you are able to protect yourself, that means that you can stay present in love, but they can't attach, and they can't connect, they can't get under your skin. So this is one of the reasons why I teach things like uh, shielding uh, and white light, um, a cloak of privacy, and why cord cutting is so important. Because, again, getting back to the clairsentients who are like little human velcros, they just pick up other people's emotions like cat hair. And the cord cutting procedure that I have in the book that is very simple to do, it only takes uh, a few few seconds actually, helps to clear out all that static cling, gets rid of the cat hair. So you're waking up in the morning feeling a bit more refreshed. Okay. Now... Um Would you be able to guide us a little bit in how that uh, cord cutting works? Certainly. So with the uh, the cord cutting, uh, so first of all, what people need to understand is that there's three types of energy that comes into the body. The first one is that comes in through the belly button, and that's called the silver cord of life, and that's between them and the divine. Nobody cuts that. Nothing you do, none of these procedures will ever cut that. It's impossible. Okay. The second type of energy are love cords, and they are, uh, you know, to your partner, your children, a pet, anybody who's important to you. Love cords cannot be cut. And again, this procedure cannot and will not in any way, in any shape or form, cut a love cord. And I really have to stress that because when people learn the fear cord cutting procedure, they're always afraid of cutting the love cord. This procedure cannot do it under any circumstances. So the fear cord cutting is what you do. It's very simple. You um, call in Archangel Michael, and you just ask him to cut cords with anyone you've been in contact with on that day, and that's everybody, your pets, your kids, your parents, your coworkers, the TV repairman. It doesn't matter. Everybody. And then what he does is he takes a sword, and he just runs that through your energy field, and he just clears off all that static cling. Okay. And then you just thank him, and he leaves. So you can imagine this, you can pretend it, or you can just talk your way through it. 
for people who are highly clairvoyant, they will start to see an image in their mind's eye of um, Archangel Michael. You don't have to work with an angel. You can work with Jesus. You can work with Mother Mary. I just advise people to work with a higher ascended master or an ascended angel to do this procedure because they're of a higher energy. And it it, uh, takes less than a minute a day. And I do it every single day. Okay. Do you do this? People who are in the service industry need to be doing this every day, too. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So do you do this multiple times in a day? I I suppose there wouldn't be any harm in doing it if you're having a really uh, rough day as far as energy is concerned. If you're having a particularly rough day, it doesn't hurt, but you shouldn't have to. You should only really need to do it once a day. And if you're starting to do it 15 times a day, well, then you're not trusting yourself. You need to trust Uh the process. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, trust. That's uh, quite the big thing. Yeah. Now, you also mentioned in protecting your energy, uh, a, a subject, what you're calling emotional blackmail. So oh, now, yeah. what is that? Well, emotional blackmail, I don't think is addressed enough, but it is a subtle form of verbal and emotional abuse. And it's very pervasive and it's uh, very disempowering. Uh, emotional blackmail is any time, any type of put down that makes you feel powerless and inf- and ineffective. It is um, crippling and life limiting. It ultimately has you believing that you are not worthy of love or attention, and so you will do anything to get that feeling of love and belonging again. So emotional blackmail are very subtle statements like, "So you don't love me anymore." So you're telling me that if you don't do this, that I'm not important to you anymore? Or if you don't do this, we're not going to talk to you anymore. Or it can be, um, if you really loved me, you'd back me up. So people who have addictions are very good at emotional blackmail. Uh. Uh, Parents (laughs) who are determined to be in full control of their children are very good at that. you can, gangs are masters of it. Uh, so the trick to learning how to deal with emotional blackmail is understanding that whatever comes out of the other person's mouth, it doesn't matter how they say it or how they slice it or how they make it all about you, they're really talking about themselves because they're terrified that they can't get you to love you. And they will do anything to make you capitulate and do what they want. So it's a okay. tough one to get out of, and it's not easy, because you have to be really, really strong, let them make the statements, and be able to, first of all, see it as them trying to control you. But how you respond is really important. So the statement that I use is like, gee, I'm really sorry you think that way, or you believe that, I love you, but no. No is such right. a simple sentence, you know? And it's a complete sentence. So now, in the workplace, what might this emotional blackmail look like? Okay, in the workplace. Uh, it would be the boss who says, you know, you're just not living up to your potential. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> or if, um, if, you can't, uh, if you can't play along with the team then I'm not really sure you're the right fit here. Those would be two, the two examples I could come up with. 
Right, right. Or how about uh, you're you're better than that? We expected you more out of you. Yeah, you know, that's something along those lines. Well, that's uh, I I really see you know since people really spend more time in the workplace than they do really at home sometimes, mm-hmm. then. Uh, it can be a huge area for being emotionally blackmailed. Uh-huh. And you've already mentioned how to clear that by cutting those cords, those fear cords as such, so that uh, you can start uh, recognizing that it's not yours uh-huh. and it's not about you. Yeah. And I find that people who do the uh, uh, cord cutting, for example, on a daily basis, they find that the tension at work starts to be dramatically reduced because they're not uh, reacting to all that um, emotional static that's going on. Um, it's not getting uh, recharged and reset every day. And so it gives them a lot of clarity. You know, I, I, had a, um, I had a very wise manager once years ago and she said, in the workplace, she says, there is no place for emotion. She says, it doesn't mean that you can't be kind and respectful and loving and patient. But she said, you're here to do a job and you need to stick to the facts. So if you're in a meeting and somebody starts to make it an emotional, you need to dial it back and get back to the facts. And that's one way of dealing with emotional blackmail is stick to the facts. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very very helpful, especially that where there are individuals that have come from a past emotional black blackmail background. Say they were raised by parents that did that to them, and then they move on into their adult life, and it happens again. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, and they need to learn as such, to begin to cut those cords and all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, Atherton, we're real close to another break. And so, folks, when we come back from this break, we'll discover how to get a hold of Atherton's book as well as how to connect to Atherton. So don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today's guest is Atherton Drenth. And we have been talking about her new book, The Intuitive Dance, Building, Protecting, and Clearing Your Energy. Atherton, before we get started back into our conversation, will you let our audience know how to not only get uh, your book, but how to connect with you? Certainly. So my book is available at all of the major outlets, uh, Amazon, uh, Indigo, uh, Barnes & Noble, um, and uh, so they'll be able to buy it online. They can get it in hard copy or they can get it in electronic format. And if they uh, buy the book and they read it and enjoy it, I would invite them to rate the book. That would be lovely. And if they would like to get in touch with me, they can uh, contact me through my website at www.athertondrenth.ca. And... Um, just fill out the contact form, and uh, my assistant uh, will get back to them. Wonderful. Well, just before the break, we were talking about emotional blackmail. We had a discussion about cutting fear cords. Now, let's talk a little bit about grounding, and what is grounding, and why should a person do that? Certainly. So, um, first of all, I just want to talk for a moment about what grounding is. Because uh, in the beginning, when I was told that I needed to be grounded, I wasn't really clear what people were saying to me, and I found it to be very confusing. So when you are grounded, it means you're more in control of your thoughts and your feelings. And there's, a tech, there's various different techniques on getting grounded, but what I have found to be most effective that uh, gets you there the fastest and it holds, even in crisis, is a technique called the vertical axis. The vertical axis is a grounding technique that I have found to be the most powerful grounding technique that I have ever learned. And like I say, what I love about it is that it will hold. You can also uh, learn how to find one word that will take you into your vertical axis in, in a moment's notice. Once you know how to do the vertical axis, you can do it in less than a minute a day. So again, very quick and easy to do. What the vertical axis does is it teaches you how to ground into heaven and earth at the same time. And it brings you into connect uh, divine alignment with Mother Nature and the spiritual divine and bring it into your heart so that it fills up your energy field and then you're able to transmit that out into the world. So it's um, with the vertical axis, you begin to feel much calmer, uh, more rational. You're more in control of your emotions. It's easier to listen to your intuition and to and to um, 
determine what is the ego voice versus your intuitive wisdom. It brings a lot of clarity to the type of fear that you're feeling, so you can do what I call drill down into asking yourself why that fear is there. It reduces the sense of overwhelm. It helps you to manage your ego more effectively. It makes your meditations deeper. And the other thing I love about it is it's much harder for people to manipulate you emotionally. So when you're grounded and you're dealing with emotional blackmail, it's much easier to have the clarity and understanding how to deal with it. Okay, wow. And uh, so how does one do the vertical axis? Well, if um, I can just talk people through a quick version of it so they have a feel for it so then they understand uh, how easy it is to do it. So what I have my, my clients and my students do is I have them imagine or pretend that they can visualize a root coming out of their tailbone and see it going down into the earth and quickly and easily spreading out into the earth and there's nothing that can stand in its way. And I have it, them take that root down for miles and miles and then spread it out for miles and miles and then ask, have them ask to connect to the intelligence of nature. They draw that energy up through their roots and it feels like water coming up through a straw And they draw that up through their entire body, up to the top of their head, and then they imagine the top of their head opening up like a flower and that energy flowing down over them, and it washes away all their stresses and anxieties. Then I have them imagine or pretend that they can see up through the top of their head towards the heavens, and then they ask to be connected to spiritual intelligence. They'll feel a beam of light come down. It's very warm like sunlight, and that sunlight comes down through their body down through their roots and down into the ground. And then I have them bring their attention to being in their heart and they see the intelligence of nature coming up through their roots and then the intelligence from the spiritual intelligence coming down from the heavens and ask the two energies to come together. And when they do that, that forms the vertical axis. And when those two energies come together, you feel the love of the divine and you feel the love of Mother Earth. And it's like watching sunlight dance on the water. I have them send that out into their energy field and then out to the people that they love and then out to their communities and that out into the world because we're all connected. We are all a drop of water in the ocean of life. Our ego has us thinking that we are each individual drops of water, but we are really, in fact, a drop of water in the ocean of life. And when we understand how important it is to not only love and honor ourselves, but how important it is to love and honor everything that's going on around us. So it brings you into alignment with the divine. Well, that's very, very powerful. And you mentioned a one word. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is this something that a, a person is given or that they just choose? Well, when they're in the vertical axis, they can ask the universe to gift them with one word that will take them into the vertical axis at a moment's notice and they'll be given a word, and then that will be their word. And that could be their word forever. I mean, I had the same word for 17 years, and only it's only just recently changed. And if I'm in a crisis and I feel myself becoming ungrounded, I just say my one word, and it just brings me back into alignment. It helps calm me down. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. Now, in your book, you have several training methods for not only training your four different uh, uh, clairvoyance and et cetera, your four uh-huh. different intuitions, uh-huh. but you also have a 
day practice using three simple things. Uh-huh. Now, I'm assuming one of those things is cutting the cords. Uh-huh. Well, I, I know one of those <laughs> things is cutting the cords. The other thing is grounding to stay calm. What is the third simple thing? The third simple thing is called dream time management. And uh, dream time management helps you to have a deeper, more restful sleep so you wake up feeling more uh, rested and restored. What happens when we uh, sleep at night is we all leave our bodies and we travel up into what is the astral plane. It's what our dreams are. So uh, people, some people will say, well, I don't dream, so therefore it's not happening. Well, yes, it is. You just don't remember. So when we go to sleep, we all leave our bodies and we go into the astral plane. And most people hang out at the lower level of the astral plane, and that's where we try to solve the problems that we didn't fix during the day. Uh, it's also where the uh, crazy, funky stuff happens. You, you walk into a <laughs> bar and there's an elephant uh, having a beer with a duck, that sort of thing. And what a lot of people don't realize is that there's a different higher level to the astral plane, and you can ask to be guided there by the angels or Jesus or Mother Mary to receive spiritual instruction while your body receives uh, healing work so that you can wake up in the morning fully rested, restored, and renewed. And I find that people, especially who are in any form of service industry, especially if they're waking up every morning completely exhausted and stressed out, they're, spend, they're working all day and then they're working all night in their dream time trying to solve the problems they couldn't fix during the day. And this helps to resolve that. So what I did is um, I started to find I was giving my clients what I call the three simple things, grounding into the vertical axis, cord cutting with the angels, and then doing the dream time management. And I was getting such tremendous feedback. I was uh, pondering with two of my colleagues one day, and I said, I wonder if we could do a study to see how this is actually helping people because I know what I'm hearing in feedback from my clients, but is there some way of proving this? Well, one of my colleagues was a research scientist and the other was a naturopath. And they said, absolutely, let's put a study together. So we put together a 40-day study, and we got 30 volunteers. And what we did is we um, had them come in and fill out a survey. Then we tested their blood pressure, um, their, uh, their urine pH, and then their heart rate. Then we had them go off and do the three simple things every day. And that required them to do the vertical axis in the morning, the vertical axis at night, and then cord cutting and dream time management. And it all takes less than five minutes a day. We had them come back at day 20 and day 40, and then we measured the results. And what we found was that people's emotionally, their stress and anxiety was being reduced up to 50%. And we had two women in that study who were going through very, very stressful uh, events, just to, to give you this, this scale of what we were dealing with. One woman was losing her mother, and another woman was losing her child. And they said that it was this, doing the three simple things was the only thing that helped them to keep, them, to keep their sanity through all of that. So um, I included it in the book. I also included the questionnaire that we uh, gave our uh, participants so people can measure their own success to see how it works for them. Very mm-hmm. simple to do. It's a minute in the morning to do the vertical axis, and it's uh, three to five minutes in the evening to do the vertical axis, cord cutting, dream time management. And then well, measure the results, see how it is, how it works for you. Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, it, to me, it's there's no accident that uh, it was a 
is a 40-day practice, you know, you know what, uh, 40 days and nights of rain and, and 40 uh-huh. years in the desert, oh, that's <laughs> all of those yeah. analogies. <laughs> There's something about that number 40, huh? <laughs> yes, there is, isn't there? A magic number. <laughs> So now, there's there's also a suggestion on resolving past toxic relationships and situations. Now, I know that's a pretty involved thing, and past toxic relationships can certainly create a lot of negative, untrue beliefs about mm-hmm. ourselves. So in the next three minutes, can you uh, just give us a little glimpse about how that happens? Yeah, sometimes life goes sideways. You know, we don't know why, and we're not always sure what part we played in the drama. However, things happen, and now you're left with the aftermath of what to do next. Uh, Maybe a friend was upset, and you misread the situation and failed to be loving enough in your response. Or maybe a relative is going through a tough time, and you couldn't help at the time. Or maybe you thought you were doing the right thing, but it ended up being all wrong. And it creates what I call um, this toxic relationship, and you don't know how to fix it. And you try to fix it, and the more you try to fix it, the worse it gets. And then sometimes all you can do is just step back and hand it over to God. So I call that an energetic do-over, because I've been involved in situations like that in my life. And I found that there was a way that I could go back and and stand before God and the angels and say, how do we fix this? And... uh, Talking, talking to them about it and then handing it over and then stepping back and letting the, the, the divine heal the situation. So I, you know, I, I've written a more detailed explanation on how to do that in the book. But it ended up being completely powerful because sometimes I found that the situation healed overnight and in other times it was just enough to realize that I'd done everything I could do. It was in the hands of God and all I could do was step back and, and let it play out. And, you know, uh, some situations may never be resolved, but now I'm more at peace at that. Whereas other things, there's been resolution, you know, seeing eye to eye um, and just agreeing to disagree. But they can be an incredibly powerful healing um, procedure when you're caught in, in something that is just so out of far out of left field, you don't know what to do anymore. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that is very helpful, and uh, you really get into some greater detail in that in the book, and um, teaching us how to change our intuitive dance for good, so that we spend the rest of our life just improving our relationships with everybody around us, and in particular, with ourself. So everything starts at uh, with yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, it has come time for the end of the show. I, I know this is a subject we could talk about for a great deal of time. Uh-huh. So I really appreciate you coming on the show, Atherson, and uh, I uh, hope that everybody will that's listening will tune in to this book and pick it up. I know I am recommending it to my Healing Code Coaches community. It's such an important work. And um, folks, as always, please 
guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Thank you, Atherton. Thank you, Marianne. This has been lovely. I, I appreciate it very much. And folks, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to the healing whisper of return to peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.